to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Laurie Harris. Um, I am so delighted that you are here. If you are a new listener, welcome. I am so excited that you are here because you know what? That means that you really just give a shit about your dog and you want to learn some new things so that you can improve your dog's life and your life. So welcome. I commend you for taking the time to listen. I know that there are a lot of options for podcasts and I'm really grateful for you choosing mine and spending your valuable time listening. So um, you guys, as you already know, if you already follow me over on the Instagram or you've been listening to this podcast, my online course for reactive dog owners, Reactive Redefined, is open for enrollment. Um, but if you are listening today, July 10th, um, enrollment closes at midnight tonight. So if you want to be a part of Reactive Redefined, please click, click the link in the show notes and that will take you to um, the landing page so you can learn more about Reactive Redefined. So um, I wanted to talk about um, reactive dog musts today um, because I know if you have a reactive re- uh, dog, you may not have the means or the time to join my online course, but I still wanted to give you um, this episode to give you some useful pointers and kind of like my must when it comes to training reactive dogs. But before we jump into today's episode, um, I wanted to just fill you guys in on, you know, what's been happening here for me and Tiva and Waylon and my husband in Colorado. So um, we were able to sneak in a quick camping trip that was like just super duper fun. Colorado is so beautiful this time of year and I'm so grateful to be able to spend time outside. So if you follow us on Instagram, you already saw, but um, we decided just to take Waylon on this camping trip. Um, we did some recreational shooting of guns just at targets, um, just for practice, but Tiva cannot hang with that noise level. So Tiva hung back with my mom and did some hikes. So that was super cool. Um, we have another mountain getaway planned, um, this month that we're super looking forward to. So, um, you know, things are pretty good here in Colorado. Um, I know that there's a lot going on in the world, um, with the protests, which I fully support. If you don't follow us over on Instagram, you already know all of this, but, um, the COVID cases, you know, are still kind of up and down here in Colorado, but I'm doing my best to take all the precautions I can wear my mask and be a good person. So, um, I hope that you and your dogs are well, wherever you are. Um, I really do love summertime. Um, I'm one of those obnoxious people who likes like every season, but I do really love summertime. So I'm just trying to make the most of it. Um, for those of you who don't already know, my husband, Corey is a horticulturist and we have a magnificent, um, flower garden in our front yard. So I've really been enjoying watching that come to life this year. So anyways, okay. So let's talk about reactive dog must shall we? So 
I think that if you're a reactive dog owner, I hope that some of this is already kind of on your radar, but maybe some of it isn't, and hopefully this can be helpful for you. So a few things when it comes to reactive dogs. So one, um, I think that you have to do your best to understand your individual dog's triggers. Trigger meaning anything that elects the reactive behavior you're seeing that you don't want. You just need to get comfortable with those triggers. And like, um, if you have... Uh, already gone through my online course, Reactive Redefine. This is something we talk about in depth, but you know, I want you to quite literally write down a list of your dog's triggers because the more aware you can be of what triggers them, the better you can be prepared to train through it or avoid it just kind of depending on the situation. So I think it's important to understand your triggers, but even deeper than just, you know, writing down triggers, I think getting specific about understanding what things may trigger your dog. So something that comes to mind is um, dogs who can be reactive to other dogs on leash. So something you're gonna have to get savvy about is looking and reading the other dog's body language and help that using that information to help you understand um, how much or how little of a reaction your dog might get. So for example, it is pretty typical that dogs who are reactive to other dogs on leash, if the other dog is like staring at them, like a hard stare, kind of stiff body language, that very likely elicts a pretty not so great reaction from your personal dog. So those are subtle things that you're going to need to really recognize about your dog's triggers that it's not that your dog is just reactive to dogs, right? It's little dogs, big dogs, size, body language, attitude from the other dog, the mood that your dog is in that day. So I think that, you know, getting to know your dog, um, your dog's triggers is kind of an ever-evolving process, but I want to encourage you to dive deeper than, you know, your dog is just dog reactive because the more details you know and understand of the situation, the better you can train through. So, um, that kind of leads me into my next reactive dog must. You have to plan accordingly, okay? If you have a dog who is reactive to X, Y, or Z, and you are likely to see X, Y, or Z while you are out, you need to have a game plan about what you're going to do. And I know a lot of you beautiful people listening um, take the active avoiding approach, and that is totally fine, but I don't want you to have to actively avoid for forever. So I really want you to plan accordingly that like if you're out and you see another dog, are you going to cross the street? Are you turn? Are you going to turn and go the other way? Are you going to try and train through by creating some space? But you need to have those plans in place um, so that you can be empowered to help your dog in that moment instead of reacting to their reactivity. Um, I want you to have a training plan. So if you are new to this podcast, you are a new reactive dog owner and you don't have much of a training plan, I want to encourage you to um, reach out. I am happy to help you. My online course, Reactive Redefined, is literally designed specifically for you. But um, there are plenty of amazing professionals in the field um, who can help you with this. But I want to encourage you to reach out and get some help um, because there's only so much information that I can give you in this podcast. But for those of you listening who already have a reactive dog and you know you've kind of been working through some of this stuff um, your training plan I think can consist of a lot of core skills all of which are covered in my online course reactive redefined but um, I think that something that you can be working on in addition to that is an exercise that I call look at that and you know I know that there's a lot of trainers who have coined this look at that but I want to give you some more details about what I mean when I say that so um, this is not something that I put on verbal cue this is not an operantly trained behavior 
behavior. This is just, I'm out in the world, my dog notices a trigger, they look at a trigger, I'm really working hard to change their conditioned emotional response to that trigger. So what that might look like is if I'm out walking my dog and I know that my dog is reactive to other dogs um, and we see another dog. First and foremost, I'm gonna create space from that trigger And when I have that space, that is when I'm going to wait for my dog to look at the other dog and I'm going to reward as they look and then I'm going to stop rewarding when the other dog is out of sight. Um, There's a little bit more technicality and nuance to that, but that's the general framework of the behavior modification that I think you can be working on with your reactive dog. Like I said, there's a lot of other skills that I think that reactive dog teams should have, but you know, the precipice of all of this is really the the behavior modification, the association building, right? That the your dog's trigger makes something good happen to them. And with consistency, you will see huge improvements in your dog's ability to cope um, when they are faced with their triggers. So I hope that that is helpful. If you own a reactive dog and you need some more feedback on this, send me a DM. I'm happy to um, answer a few questions. But like I said, you guys, you know, I, <laughs> I hate to keep um, bringing up reactive redefined, but it's seriously my life's work. You guys, I've been working with reactive dog teams for my entire career. I have been a professional dog trainer for going on nine years now. And everything that I've learned from the hundreds of dogs and teams, that's all in this course. And I am not tooting my own horn when I say that it can literally change your life. Um, This is not about me. This is about me using my skills to empower you to be a better dog trainer and decrease your dog's reactivity. Okay. So um, some other reactive dog musts. you have to understand that regression is a totally normal cycle in the reactive dog training. Your reactive dog is a highly emotional creature. And while you can, you will absolutely start to see huge leaps and bounds in progress, sometimes regression will happen, right? You couldn't anticipate a trigger. Um, you know, one of your dog's triggers really scared them. Maybe an off-leash dog charged you. Unfortunately, that stuff just happens. But I think that if you can know from the beginning that it is not a straight trajectory, there's a lot of up and downs along the way. I think that that is a must, right? You have to understand that because if you can't, you're just, you're, you're doomed to so much frustration and disappointment unnecessarily. So another reactive dog must, um, You guys, you have to have a sense of humor. Owning a reactive dog is... It's a a ridiculous thing in so many ways, and there are going to be embarrassing situations. Your dog is going to act like an asshole sometimes. People are going to judge you. It just is what it is, but you must have a sense of humor because that is going to get you through and help you appreciate the journey for what it is without being overly frustrated, disappointed, pissed, okay? So um, you really, you, you must have a sense of humor, okay? If you don't have a sense of humor typically in your everyday life, your reactive dog will teach you that. I promise you that. So um, the last reactive dog must I kind of touched around already, but um, I really just want to circle back to it is you must appreciate the journey. Okay. And owning a reactive dog is not easy. It's frustrating. It's overwhelming, but there's also a lot of beauty and magic 
in it. Um, but that is only possible if you're open to it and you can appreciate the journey and appreciate what your dog is teaching you. There are limitations to owning a reactive dog. That is undeniable, but that doesn't mean that you and your reactive dog can't be successful in your own way um, in specific situations. So um, huge shout out to all you beautiful reactive dog owners. I see you. I'm here for you. Um, and I love this podcast so much. I really, truly do. And I'm so grateful to each of you for listening to this. So um, just to wrap it up here, guys, Reactive Redefined closes today, July 10th at midnight. I would love for you to be a part of it. You can learn more about that by clicking the link in the show notes. If you don't already follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, I post so much training content and inspiration there. Please follow me, follow along. Um, and when you follow me, send me a DM, introduce yourself. Um, it's not just about getting followers, you guys. It's, it's about connecting with real people and that is you. So please, um, when you follow me, send me a DM. I'd love to learn more about you. And guys, one more quick favor. If you love this podcast, if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. The more reviews this podcast gets, the more dog owners who need it can be reached. So everyone, please have a beautiful freaking weekend. Smooch those puppies for me, and I am already looking forward to the next episode. All right, you guys, you know how much I love VetCS CBD products for my dogs. Great news, they make CBD products for humans. I got the orange flavored uh, dropper and I put it in my Lady Grey lattes and it is so freaking delightful. So you can get CBD for your dog, you can get CBD for you. Check out VetCS.com and you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.